Yeah. Welcome back, everybody. Fantasy Empire. Chrissy V, Chris Vaccaro. I'm not a Defino. I think we did that right. I think we did that right, Chris. How you doing? Nando. Nice little uh, new introductory song uh, to bring us in. Yeah. Uh, I like it, right? All right. And good, uh, let's right? let's get, uh, let me just say this, Nando. We missed you here, buddy. The last oh, uh, bunch of weeks, the last month. Show wasn't the same without you. Uh, Theo and Matt held it down for you, but uh, as I've gotten plenty of DMs and texts asking where uh, my boy Nando was, uh, you are officially back. And um, I know you went through some rough times the last month, family-wise, but uh, I'm happy to have you back. I missed you, and uh, I know our listeners did too. So I won't get all sappy on you, but well, I was going to uh, say you had to like, be nice about it. Now I can't make it. a joke. Yeah. So thanks. No. Oh no. No. Now we can. Now that I got that out of the way, you could go back to ripping on me and, no, and everything never. and ripping on each other and let's be, you know, do do our usual thing. I respect you more than at least forty other fantasy analysts out there. So wow. it's good to be back. Yeah. yeah at least. Oh, that's good. That's good to hear. <laughs> yeah. Chrissy V. Uh, all right, let's Nando, while you Nando, while you were gone, there was a lot of shitty football played. I can tell you that much. The fantasy world. You did? Oh, I'm sure you were locked in, uh, knowing you. And um, you know, this past week, week six was an absolute shit show, Nando. Uh the low scores across the board. And uh, I'm sure all the people that are listening in their leagues, they saw the low scores in their in in their box scores. It was ugly. Every position, we're dealing with injuries left and right. The running back position is garbage. There's nobody left. The quarterbacks suck. And uh, it's brutal out there. And guess what? Yeah, not to not to, not to to be all ho-hum, but guess what? Week seven isn't going to be uh, that much better, I don't uh, believe, because it's by Mageddon. Yeah, but I mean, like, we can get, we're good enough to get by that, right? Ah, I'd like to believe so. But you know what, Nando, you say that? There's just, I have this feeling this week, like there's just not much we can do certain times. When you lose this many amount of players on your fantasy roster and you're playing in deep leagues, there's only so much you can do. You know, at some point it's like, all right, well, I mean, I'm down to my fifth and sixth running back that I'm bringing off my bench into my starting lineup Right. that I'm hoping to get like six to eight fantasy points from. I mean, what's the expectations? I have teams that I, I lost, you know, four out of my top eight round picks. I, you know, unless you hit home runs in, in round 10 and later this year, you know, the scores are going to be low. Your teams are going to take a hit. And uh, it, it's becoming a game of survival already as we enter week seven. It's, it's, you know, I hate to say the skill is out of it, but it, it's no, just I think a matter a lot of, of how healthy you are. I think there's like, all right, like take Zach Evans, for instance, right? Yeah. Uh, and I like not, I'm not segueing into anything that I don't think anyone would normally segue into, but mm-hmm. uh, like what's, what's the difference between him and Royce Freeman, right? There's gotta be a skill there and there's gotta be a skill there in being like, how much do I want to put on Zach Evans? Because Kyron Williams could be back relatively soon. Um, you know, it's like, he'll be back at some point. So Evans's value is going to go away. I need to be, I need to beat the other person who's trying to bid on Zach Evans. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, will he be a fit? Like, will he even like, are we going to have a, a Damian Williams 2.0 situation where it's yeah, Ross Freeman who, you know, is, is the that's guy. That's my fear. But that's the skill. I mean, that's the skill that I think. Listen, we just saw like, this in Arizona. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. 
Damian Williams. There's too much. There's too much. And we just came off of a, a fab week last week where we all blew so much 30, 40 percent um, of our money on Demarcado of Arizona. And like you said, now all of a sudden you show up and Keontae Ingram gets 10 uh, carries and Damian Williams mixes in with eight carries. Demarcado gives you two fantasy points. And for all the money you blew on him. It was a complete bust. Now we're right. facing the same thing with Zach Evans in this backfield again, Nando, this week. Uh, the news broke today that, you know, uh, a couple hours ago that Kyron Williams is looking like it's going to be more than one week. And it's looking more likely that we're not going to get him back until after week 10. Kyron Williams has been, along with Raheem Mostert, the two biggest uh, home run picks on the draft board late. This uh, this year from rounds 10 and later, uh, I guess you could yeah. throw Thielen in. He was like borderline right there. But Kyron Williams was RB4. Why don't you spell Thielen for everybody before we get any further? T-H-I-E-L-E-N. <laughs> oh, look at that. Oh. Gold Good I told you, I only I only spell it wrong in our article on purpose every week just to piss you off. But anyway. Great. Now spell Keontae. Oh, K-E-O-N-T-A-Y. There's a hidden A. There's a hidden A in there, man. <laughs> Listen, Zach Evans is going to go for a lot of money, Nando. And, and it's not because we believe so much or, or fantasy players are going to be like, oh, my God, I believe in this Zach Evans so much. Right. Because we haven't seen much of him. It's just we're desperate as fantasy players. You know, we just lost Montgomery on top of Kyron Williams. Who knows about CMC this week? Teams are decimated along with all the other injuries that, you know, through the weeks that we're dealing with. So we just need players to come in, hopefully get, you know, 10, 15 points. And we're just trying to survive these weeks. So, um, you know, Zach Evans is going to go for a lot of money tonight. And uh, whether it's whether it's the right move or not, I don't have the answer to that, honestly. But I will say this, everybody. No, I know it's terrible. (laughs) I wish I had the. I wish I had the answer, the definitive answer for our. But logically, walk us through this though, like just like what, like it's you're buying into the offense. I'll say this, Nando. You're buying more into the offense and the opportunity because we just saw Kyron Williams come off of a game where he had 25 uh, carries, and there's got a there's a big void there. Okay, they can't just drop Stafford back 40 times and let him fire and give you know, the running backs, uh, you know, seven carries or less. So Zach Evans is the next man up. You have to assume. Okay. But is it going to be one of these situations just like Chicago, right? Your boy, Deontay Foreman last week, the game starts. We thinking with uh, Roshan Johnson out and obviously Khalil Herbert on IR that Foreman was going to get, Oh my God, he's going to get 25 touches. No one else is going to see the ball. He's going to be on the field 90% of the time. And what happened? First quarter, you see Darrington Evans in there. Darrington Evans yeah. wasn't even – he just came out off the street for Evans Chicago stunned, and man. into the mix. Well, is that one of your guys now, Nanda? Yeah, he's always – Darrington Evans. Darrington Evans. We're Darrington it's, Evans and Foreman really came crazy. from Tennessee. Oh, very nice. You don't care. Good for you. You don't care about any of this. No. Yeah, this is no, fresh in my mind. I know it's not on your rundown, but, uh, you know mm-hmm. – you said it was good to have me back, and I think this is why. This Atlanta, yeah. this Atlanta Tampa Bay game, right? Yeah, it's got the lowest, or maybe like right now the second lowest. It's flip flopping between the thirty-seven and a half and thirty-eight uh, with the Chicago game. Sure, I, you know, I feel like at some point, first, it's it's a weird matchup, right? Because like there, I counted, you know, you get like five playmakers in this game. Atlanta hasn't used them yet, but Atlanta still has like three games of four hundred plus yards. Uh, but you know what yeah, I mean? Like I think. Like, 
we're, yeah, we're like Atlanta sucks, but they have 400 yard games up their butts, and then like two 300 yard <laughs> games from Ritter in a row, and they haven't yeah. really unleashed. They haven't unleashed their guys yet. Um, and Tampa Bay's got two stud wide receivers, and uh, Evans is off the injury report now. It just I feel like that 38 is low. And if it is, and if this is like really like a 47 or even a 50 point game, there's fantasy, like fantasy stuff for all of us here. Like maybe this yeah. is the week that Atlanta decides to unleash Drake London, you know? I, I, well, I mean, he, Drake London was unleashed last week and he's starting well, sure. to come around a couple of good games in a row. And it's nice to see Drake London, uh, 11 targets last week, nine catches, 125 yards. It, it's finally, you're fighting, finally getting your money's worth uh, out yeah. of your, you know, third or fourth round Drake London selection. Uh, the problem is Ritter, and and even though he threw for three hundred plus again last week, he looks like total shit, Nando. And uh, you know now he's going on the road into Tampa. This Tampa defense uh, is pretty good, uh, you know, and they just held Detroit to twenty points. But I see what you're saying. There are weapons around, you know, on both sides of this. But another game where uh, a total is less than forty again. And that's yeah. a common theme for week seven is all these one o'clock games on uh, on this Sunday are under 40. If you go straight across the board, it's really, really bad. You have uh, the Browns and Colts are 39 total. The Falcons, Bucks, like you said, 38 and a half. Raiders, Bears, another shit show game, 37 and a half. The Giants and the Commanders are under 40. The Bills, Patriots should be under 40. They're like barely hanging on like a 41 total. So it's just ugly totals, ugly football. And what it all amounts to, Nando, is the terrible play we're seeing from the quarterbacks across the league. Even the elite ones are just struggling. And there were so many quarterback games last week where quarterbacks threw for under 200 yards or one touchdown. So it's really, really bad. Um, back to your Atlanta-Tampa Bay game, though, Nando. I, we got to see more out of Bijan. OK, I, yeah. I love the fact that he's running all these routes. Um, and, and trust me, that's great. He, he Every week he chips in four, five, six catches. He's running a, a crazy amount of routes that you want to see for a running back. But I can't I can't as a Bijan first or early second round drafter see Tyler Algier getting 13 carries and Bijan getting 13 carries. It's total night and day uh, when you see these two play explosion wise. You know, Arthur Smith's Arthur Smith's got to wake up and, and turn this backfield completely over to Bijan uh, over Algier to make it like an 80-20 type uh, of split here. But does he? You know, does he though? I mean, I think he knows what he, he has. He keeps saying, right? "Listen, you know, I'll tell you this much. I thought, you know, the plan, you know, and Arthur Smith had mentioned it. Like, listen, we can't give it all on Bijan's plate like early in the season." So I thought slowly throughout the season, it would start turning over. And I thought we were seeing that like in week three, Bijan's totally like played higher amount of snaps than Algier and everything. But this past week, like I said, it kind of went back to Algier being like 50-50, you know, with them in terms of carries. So they don't want to overwork Bijan, but it's time. You know, you, we're in week seven. Kids got to The kids adjusted to the league. Um, the talent discrepancy is is huge okay if you want to bring Algier in for every fourth third or fourth series for a couple plays to to give uh Bijan a rest that's one thing but they got to open up this offense a little bit and I just don't think that this offense will be what it can totally be until they sit Ritter down and, and go to Tyler Heineke 
Does it? Does it bother? I mean, it bothers me that like all of a sudden everyone's crapping on Algier when like you know, 16 months ago, though Algier's got to start, man. Cordell Patterson sucks. Algier's got to be the starter. And I remember it with David Montgomery, mm. and I can't I can't remember like off the t- man. I wish you remember who he was like trying to supplant in Chicago. But it was like, we got to start Montgomery, man. Montgomery's amazing. And the guy ahead of him sucks. And it's yeah. just like, everyone just wants to start this new shot. And now Montgomery's on Detroit. And like, oh, we got to start Gibbs over Montgomery because Montgomery sucks. And it's like, no one can just sit around and be like, oh. Well, nobody's saying Montgomery sucks anymore. I, well, I not right now, but much. I mean, they were. Like, that, was definitely, that was definitely the chatter all summer long with a lot of fantasy, fantasy analysts. Nando was, uh, you know. Montgomery's just a guy. He's just a jag, and uh, you know. But they weren't saying that, like you know, two years ago when they wanted him to sure. take over the Chicago job. Like, what happened? Listen, man. You, you, what happens is, you know, average players sometimes look a lot better in better situations and a lot worse in worse situations. And you know, maybe that's the case now. I mean, Montgomery looks uh, great in Detroit against uh, you know behind it a great offensive line and a really good team. And in Chicago, when he was playing with terrible quarterbacks and terrible offensive lines, you know, he, he'd show glimpses of talent, but most of the time it was, you know, bad performances, which got his, uh, you know, where he got his reputation from. What's going to happen in Detroit this week, Chris, we're going to get, get on this. And then we're going to, we're going to give yeah. a nod to our sponsor and then we'll come right back. Yeah, Detroit, you know, they've reeled off a bunch of good wins here. They're 5-1. and one. Uh, They go into uh, Baltimore here. They're facing a pretty good team in Baltimore without Montgomery. And I, it looks like – we still don't know because Detroit hasn't – you know, Gibbs hasn't practiced yet. But today will be a big day to see if Gibbs is back on the field. If Gibbs is on the field uh, today for practice, I think they'll be okay. Um, Gibbs will – Take over the backfield probably on a 60-40 split with Craig Reynolds. I don't think they'll give Gibbs, you know, 15, 20 carries right off the right. bat. He'll mix in with Reynolds. And I think a lot of people are waiting to see today's practice report to see how much they're going to bid on Reynolds because if Gibbs isn't back and he's not ready yet, uh, then Reynolds will be the second highest uh, fab bid uh, guy tonight after Zach Evans. But if Gibbs is back on the practice field, then, you know, lower those uh craig uh, reynolds uh bids tonight i'm trying to pull up uh cbs Sports but you gotta love this detroit you gotta added. love this detroit offense you gotta love this detroit offense. oh it's fantastic right? yeah now of course. you know it's all jared Amon goff, Ra, jared, goff jared goff was one of the answers at quarterback if you waited on quarterback he's he could carry your fantasy team this year no doubt about that. But now that you've brought in Jamison Williams into this offense, he had a nice touchdown catch. He's getting more acclimated uh, with the system. I think his role will keep growing week by week. Josh Reynolds is playing a nice secondary role um, in, in the receiver room to uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, who's completely lived up to his mid-first round uh, billing and, and draft uh, spot. 12 catches for 125 yards and a touchdown on 15 targets. He's yeah. everything you wanted in a first round draft pick. So, uh, and it was great to see him come back after one week. I thought we were going to lose him for multiple weeks, but he steps right in there. Laporta guts it out. Uh, he has an 11 target game off of the calf injury issue that he was dealing with midweek that put us all into a panic late in the week. 
But uh, the offense is humming. I just wish Montgomery didn't go down. I don't think we'll see Montgomery, Nando, until week 10. They have a week nine bye. He's dealing with some rib cartilage or, you know, probably some bruised ribs. I hope they're not broken. But, you know, he's not going to play this week. You have to figure when you see a week nine bye for the Lions, Nando, they probably hold him out a second week. This team is going to cruise to a division title. Uh, they'll probably hold him out in week eight. So he can get the What's week nine by. What's Thanksgiving? Week 11? Week 13. Week 13, man. Week 13, I believe. Either 12 or 13. It's yeah, like a month away. How does that math work? Week oh, yeah, 12 I guess or 13. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. Is. yeah. All right. Yeah, break out your toes too, Nando. No, it's like, oh, hey, no, this is week seven. It. And it's mm-hmm. like the 20th, right? So like the 27th is eight. Week and nine is the fifth. The 12th fourth is nine. The, mm-hmm. the 19th. So what's, uh, yeah, 13. Wow, you're right. It has been two years since Josh Larkey paved the way for fantasy gamers to start expecting positive returns from Pick'em games, specifically underdog Pick'ems. And how do you do it? Well, you look at the slate and you find a great shootout or a sneaky shootout. You also look for a shit show game. Three, four, five, six guys in one game. That's right. You can do it. You can do it. And you could 100x your payout on underdog. Think about week one. Jets-Bills was a shit show. Did we see the Aaron Rodgers injury coming? No, but we knew the Jets have a good defense. We knew the Bills have a good defense. Why not expect the worst? And the worst is what we got. So if you had gone Dalvin Cook less than, Garrett Wilson less than, Aaron Rodgers less than, Josh Allen less than, Gabriel Davis less than, boom, 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 boom. You can go six for six. Same thing in week two. Oh, week two. Well, sneaky shootout there in Philadelphia. Minnesota's going to be in comeback mode. So we'll go Cousins, Jefferson, Hawkinson, more than. Madison, less than. But also, Swift, more than. Boom, 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 boom. That's how you do it with the underdog pickums, And you use promo code UNDERWORLD to get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You put in 100 underdog matches that deposit up to a hundred bucks with promo code underworld. Go start picking. All right, now yeah. look at you waiting for the bell like you're supposed oh, to. Oh man, how about that? Uh, all right, we talked about the truth. What do you want to say? I mean, you, I know you like to dictate these things, and I feel like I'm taking no. us in a bunch of directions that you don't want to go. No, I, I want to go any direction you want. We're here to talk. It's it's your uh, you're in the, uh, the the host chair, buddy. You got to Christopher, dictate it, Christopher J. Let me tell you something that I got in a little before I, before I left a couple weeks ago. I, uh, I we re ranked the quarterbacks. Uh, yeah, and I put Justin Herbert low, lower than I like. I took a lot of crap. Yeah, that me. was terrible. Yeah, that I don't was, think it was. Well, no, but, it was but, terrible. But, look, tell the people all, what you did. Tell the people what you did, Nando. I got See, I think right. you, I think you like to, I think you like no, to. No, I don't like feathers. To stir. No, you do. I don't. You like to stir the pot. No, you do. I don't like to stir That's the what pot. you do. You'll always throw out a crazy ranking just to get the people going. You're like, I don't Will care no, because then I have to answer the crazy I man. It gets the people going. I yeah, don't. That's like that. you. No, that's not my at all. Tell the people what at you all. did with your Justin Herbert ranking. I put Justin Herbert outside the top twelve. Ridiculous. All right, what did he do this week? Like one ninety-seven and a touchdown. What? Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert was one of three quarterbacks that went over 26 fantasy points in NFFC scoring, just so you know. I know NFFC. you didn't watch. Yeah, you're laughing. I write to the people with a four. 
You're laughing. Listen, dude, I look at this. Come up. on. How about NFFC scoring? No one even knows what NFFC is. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Nando, nothing. for you to have Justin Chargers Herbert scored outside 17 your top points. 12. Okay. 227, two touchdowns, interception. He had to throw 37 times. And he ran. Did he? Yeah, six for 20. So we got no, two points you, off of that. I thought you actually froze. I thought you froze. Um, <laughs> I don't want to screw with you. <laughs> Nando, rest of season, Justin Herbert's a top five fantasy quarterback. He doesn't have Mike he Williams. Before. He sucks without Mike Williams. I wish he had Mike Williams. He'd be a top three fantasy He's quarterback. Hurt. His fingers he was hurt. my favorite quarterback coming into this season, uh, along with Trevor Lawrence, who I currently hate. Um, we'll get on him in a minute. But Justin Herbert, listen, yeah, he lost Mike Williams. But listen, he just got Austin Eckler back in. That's probably at 17 dump-offs every game. It's a different, uh, it's a different coordinator, man. That was sure, that was but, Lombardi. This is a, Kellen Moore is not a good offense. Like I don't know why everyone thinks he's this great offensive coordinator. He wasn't good for mm-hmm. Dallas. Yeah, um, I still think that Justin Herbert is in an offense, even if even though it's Kellen Moore's and not Lombardi and, and not Lombardi's anymore. Yeah. He's a big time quarterback. They don't run the ball a ton. Okay, Eckler's not the type of running back that you're going to hand off to 15 times a game. But maybe okay. he is in the Kellen Moore off. Josh Palmer, the last couple of weeks, has done a nice job filling in, stepping up as a number two for, for uh, Mike Williams here. He isn't Mike Williams, but they have the elite wide receiver one in Keenan Allen. And a lot of offenses cannot, as we see across the league, cannot. Uh, you know, Don't worry, I'm listening, oh even though I'm moving God. my microphone to the other yeah. side. Yeah, that's not annoying or anything for the people listening. or in can't, You can't hear anything. Yeah, really? Silent. Yeah. Anyway, listen, well, you he's can't the top five. Who would you rank? Who, who would you rank? Who would you rank ahead of him? Malik Willis. Yeah, exactly. So, I actually don't remember who I ranked. It's like I was a different person. I don't I'm remember sure you who had I, uh, I can tell you right now, there's definitely not 12 oh, quarterbacks Zach, that you Zach would rank. Wilson. Yeah, I'm sure. Right, let me look it up. You just keep talking. I mean, yeah, like I have to tell you to keep talking. No, listen, I'll tell you another quarterback that's a, a real disappointment. Who would you rather have Trevor the rest Lawrence? of the season? Trevor Lawrence a big disappointment? No. Who would you rather have the rest of the season after seeing the first six weeks? Would you rather have Justin Herbert or Pat Mahomes? Well, actually, I had Pat Mahomes lower than most people did, too, because mm-hmm. of that. Uh, yeah. And you know what? I think like it's a I shit know... offense. It's a terrible, yeah. terrible Eric offense. Eric was the answer. I, I mean, listen, I don't know about that, but I could tell you this much. I don't know if we've ever seen a team who is like a, a really good team I mean, is this team like a running team and a defensive team all of a sudden, the Chiefs? Are they like slowly transitioning to that type of team? They just played a 19-8 to game versus a Denver Broncos team who was one of the worst defenses in football for the first five weeks of the season. Yeah, You come into a smash spot. You think Mahomes is – this is the game where he wakes up and he throws for 330 and four touchdowns against this Broncos defense – and he completely craps the bed. I know he threw for 305, but that was, uh, you know, those yards were made up on two long plays. He dropped one off to Jarek McKinnon, who went like 80. Uh, you know, those, so the yards added up. But if you watch that game, which I know you did, Nando, uh, is not getting it done. He's been one of the worst. I don't, this is so understated in the fantasy community right now, I, I think, just because he was a, a second-round fantasy pick this year. At worst third round pick and he's been 
I want to say close, close to a bust. Every you know what I feel like? Remember this happened with the – well, it didn't really happen with the Patriots. It kind of did. Like, year in and year out, outside of the Randy Moss year, we're kind of like, so who's the Patriots wide receiver you want? And there was really nobody. And it kept getting almost to the point where it was a joke. Like, yeah. they wouldn't bring anybody in. They wouldn't, like, really try – I mean, you know, like, yeah. not to knock on, like, Jacoby Myers or Kendrick Bourne or anything, but, like, by the last few years, like, the Patriots just, like, bereft no, the players right. for – and I think that's just happened with Kansas. I mean, I, I like Rushy Rice. I think Kadarius Tony is turning out to be a bit of a mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but like, if, I mean, oh, if you look at what a mistake, oh, incomplete, yeah. incomplete. Listen, it, it's crazy that offense because you, you know, we all I mean, drafted Tua, this summer. Tua has Tyreek. Someone's got to step up. So it's yeah. either got to be Sky Moore or, or Kadarius Tony. They were both going in the top eighty overall on the board because after Kelsey. It was like too big to fail the offense. You're like, okay, somebody's got to be a legit, you know, fantasy asset to us. Right. Either Tony or Sky Moore. They've both been complete garbage. And and, and Marquez Valdez Scantling isn't getting it. Oh done. my God. Marquez Valdez Scantling, it, it's crazy. He's out on the field. He doesn't get any targets, gets no yards. He's like three points or less, like four weeks in a row. He's completely useless. Um, there's nothing in this offense. It's Travis Kelsey, which every week it boggles my mind how teams just don't focus in and take Kelsey out of the game plan. You know, Man, it's, Kelsey's, Kelsey's overexposed, huh? Uh, listen, uh, like every commercial I see everywhere oh, now, even on joke. Twitter, is like Travis. Oh, like enough Travis Kelsey, man. It's no. The guy's got forty-two commercials. You're right. Everything. You know? He'll just take any. He'll take. He'll say yes to anything. He's thirsty. It's uh, you know, listen. He's making that money, but. It's true. How much money could you, know? you possibly be making shilling for like, there's like almost it's like a local. Matter. Yeah. We could say that. We could say that Nando, but you know, like the Hackensack why, tire who would, who would turn down the money that this guy's getting thrown at him? But you have to it know, is weird how every commercial is Travis Kelsey. Now you do have to work. I mean, you think about that, man, there is such a thing as overexposure. Like people are going to get sick of seeing you all over. There's some stuff you can say no to, right? Yeah. yeah. No, 100%. So. But back to fantasy. I mean, other than Isaiah Pacheco in this offense after Kelsey, yeah. Uh, there's nothing. And the team's 5 and 1. They're they're, you know, they keep getting it done. Their defense, like I said, is good, but you know, wow. Uh, you know, give me rest of season, give me Trevor uh give me uh Lamar Jackson, give me uh Justin Oh, how about Herbert. this? How about Geno Smith? What about Geno's? No, well, uh, we had a question about Geno Smith or Brock Purdy. You started naming some guys. Well, you're not even in the same. That's it. That's your one. You get three every show now. That's your first one. Would you rather start Geno or Purdy this week? Uh, Purdy for me. I do like Geno, though, to bounce back, uh, you know, at home versus Arizona. He's in a really good spot, but give me Purdy indoors. Uh, as long as we get positive news uh, end of the week that Debo is going to be ready to to come back and, and play in this game after leaving early. And, it, you know, it's trending that Debo should be OK to go uh, Monday night. But that's a dream matchup. Give me, uh, you know, Ayuk and Debo in the dome versus that Minnesota secondary. Purdy bounces back after a rough game on the road versus that Cleveland defense. What'd you do with Clyde Edwards Hilaire right now? And I'm just thinking, like, what would so I do with him? He'd, well, I would, he'd be on the waiver wire where he should be. Okay, well, hear me out. Oh, I guess maybe you could make the argument that McKinnon would be the guy if anything happened to Pacheco, but you could also make the argument that McKinnon's in a role and Clyde Edwards Hilaire would be the guy who would be the 
starting running back if something happened to Pacheco. Because so my benches now say I got Maybe. six spots, like five of them yeah. are running backs. I don't even I don't yeah. even mess with wide receivers anymore. Like I'm just handcuffed city right now. The way the season's going, so yeah, Clyde yeah, Edwards Hilaire is actually had a couple of my benches. I mean, because you don't know. Hey, hey, listen, I, I'll 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 give you that much. You know, in today's fantasy running back landscape, Nando, guys like that should be your seventh or eighth running back on, on the end of your bench. Because if Pacheco goes down, yeah, I think Clyde would step in. I don't think it would be, you know, a total McKinnon show. Who, by the way, McKinnon's been a total bust pick uh, this year, um, which is surprising because after the finish he had last year where he was, he basically won people all the money in the last five weeks of the season, he was dropping 25, 30 fantasy points. So coming into the season, McKinnon was going off the board around pick a hundred, 110 for people that were like, Hey, listen, I'm struggling at running back. Give me McKinnon as a nice PPR back. He'll give me 12 points every week. It's just not happening. He's like the forgotten man and it's all Pacheco, but guy like Clyde Edwards, Alaire, yeah, uh, you know, end of bench guy. And you're right. That's how all my teams look right now. Like I'm, I'm good at receiver. I have like six receivers, um, you know, uh, rostered where like five of them are, are really good and like an average sixth receiver and then like eight or nine running backs and, you know, six, seven of them aren't like playable guys, but I'm right. just waiting for situations to open up. You know, they're, they're, my benches are loaded with, like, the Justice Hills of the world. Guys, like, every week I'm just trying to see who's in the best position that I could stick in my RB2 spot. Because there's not more than 15 running backs worth of shit right now, Nando, in, in fantasy. I so know. it's really bad. And, and we're, like I said, every week we're dropping more and more. And then you wake up and it's week seven and we got six teams on a bye. So you forget, you know, take away – the Joe Mixons of the world, not that he's doing great. You know, Brees Hall's on a bye and, and on and on. So, man, scores are going to be really low this year, this week, Nando. Uh, teams are going to struggle just to get a decent starting lineup in uh, for this week. And here's an underrated part of, the, of a week like this, Nando. When you're in deeper leagues, whether it's at the high stakes level or. Oh, you know what? Or, We're not even live. I just realized I never started the stream. Yeah, okay. Good All try. Right, sorry. Nice. <laughs> Go ahead. Funny. That was good. That's a typical Nando thing. That would have been. That would have been <laughs> typical you. Remember we did a what did we did a whole podcast last year for like 90 minutes. <laughs> you didn't record. End, and, you didn't there was no recording. Yeah, that was our fault. Our fault, everybody. Oh, that's the worst. Anyway, uh, last point on waivers, because uh, it's a huge week for waivers. People are going to spend a lot of money just trying to get a decent starting lineup in. Because, listen, Nando, you know, teams that are two and four, they're fighting for their life right now. They think that this is the the the, the end-all, be-all, uh, yeah. you know, this week. Or you're three and three, you're trying to, like, this is a big swing. If I go to three and four, now I'm fighting the rest of the year just to make the playoffs or getting my top two or three at the high-stakes level. So we're at crunch time right now. Um, look for a lot of bad drops tonight. So if you're a team in, um, if if you're a team that is off to a great start, four and two, five and one, six and zero, oh, and you have somehow avoided injuries this first six weeks, and your team's in good shape, and you have a lot of your fab dollars left, don't spend them tonight because teams are going to make bad drops tonight. Just trying to be like, oh, my God, I look up and I have four guys hurt and another five or six guys are on buys with these six teams that are on the buy. 
I got to drop this fringe wide receiver or fringe running back just to get somebody off the wire to yeah. bring into my starting lineup. I see a lot of teams, they got to drop their defense and their kicker, right? You know, that's a pain in the ass to have to deal with. But the Jets defense, the Dallas defense, this good defense is that you got to drop or make room for if you don't want to drop them. There's going to be good players available where there really hasn't been the first, the last four weeks of the season. There really hasn't been that fab week where we're like, oh, my God, I got to spend my money. So next week, I bet you look up and you see two or three guys that got dropped tonight that are, you know, pretty nice bid worthy uh, next week, where if you saved your dollars, you can spend uh, next week. Let me so. give you the, uh, these are the most dropped mm-hmm. players in CBS leagues. Uh, Cause CBS, a lot of them run on Tuesday nights in CBS. So yeah, it's a nice little reference point. Stupid. Uh, By the way, Otto. Theo, our boy Theo talked about that on one of his shows last week. Uh, we got to go to full Wednesday fab. I mean, what's the point Why? of doing Tuesday fab? I know you're a proponent of the Tuesday fab. It's crazy. Why not have I, just, I really more, don't care. It's just why not have all the why not have as much information as possible on a Wednesday night after teams actually come and practice on Wednesday for the first time? Nothing happens on Tuesday. You don't have like any information on Tuesday nights going into the following week. Why not just make it Wednesday? It doesn't affect you at all. So the all these home leagues that are Tuesday, even my all my home leagues that other than one is a Tuesday night uh um fab you know, yeah. pick up. And it's so annoying. All my fab, I meant, I think I said it the wrong way. All my home leagues are Wednesday night fab. Oh, like they should be backwards. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Tuesday night fab's a joke. Let's get rid of that and make it Wednesday nights across the board. Uh, it makes but it fun. I digress. Nando. Yeah. I, th- I, I enjoy it. Okay. When you play Monopoly, do you put $500 on free parking? I don't play Monopoly. Yes, you do. When you played Monopoly? Oh, I haven't played Monopoly in a long time. So, when you the people you hang out with, do they put five hundred dollars in the free parking? I'll ask them the next time I see. When you them. stand around at parties and watch them play Monopoly and just wish them yes, ah, uh, yeah, it was a couple of weeks ago. I was at a Monopoly party. I know you host it. I can see you walking around hosting. Girls, like, uh, yeah. the girls there were the girls there were crazy, <laughs> Nando. Tell you what, man, I bet you if you threw a Monopoly night at the bar, oh, here we probably... go. We're going so off. This is. This is what I missed about you. Well, you had to be difficult. All you had to say was, no, I never put the $500 in because those are the rules of Monopoly. But people do it because they're kind of like the rules of Monopoly. And it just makes about, the game a little more fun. How about Adam Thielen, Nando? No, I, hold on. I'm going to give you the most drop first. Uh, oh, go, okay. ahead. Go, ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah. No, give me, give me the most drop. Emery DeMarcado. Was rage oh, dropped. I'm sure one week, yeah. rage dropped. One week wonder. <laughs> one week. Everybody. Or or was he a one week bust? Yeah, he could be. Uh, what if he comes back and has 113 yards on 13 carries this week? Then what? Listen, he played. I believe he played the most snaps out of the Arizona backfield. Surprisingly, right. right. But I guess he can play snaps if you're not getting the ball. Who cares, right? Like it's true. Uh, Falcons D, Dolphins D. Anthony Richardson hurt. Uh, Jake Ferguson on a bye. Hunter. Wow, Henry. this really helped, huh? Two defenses and a, and a quarterback that's out for the season. Great right, job, just get, You get to the meet in a little while. Do you want me to skip ahead. ahead or you want me to just read the full list? To get actually, actually, names that people actually care about. Sam P. Ryan was dropped in 9% of leagues. Mm-hmm. John Rightfully Dotson. So. John Dotson wow. was dropped. All right, so that's a rage. Let's talk about that real quick. Dotson, uh, absolute bust pick so far through six weeks. You don't drop a guy like Dotson. You throw him on the end of your bench and you leave him there and you stash him. And, and he'll sit there forever this... and he'll never and have listen, a good game. 
I find it hard to believe that Jahan Dotson is going to go through a whole season after what he showed us last year that he's going to struggle all season long. We see it With every a different year. quarterback and a different offensive coordinator. Yeah, listen, you may be right. Maybe it's just a terrible – well, it is a terrible pick so far. But, yes, I, you don't drop a guy like Dotson because at any point in the next couple of weeks, he could drop a 7 for 85 and a touchdown, and then you're the idiot that dropped a guy like Dotson that you could use, and you're like, oh, God, now he's the pickup of the week. So, yeah, and then when he's and then the next week he's two for twenty three on five targets, right? Okay, yeah. But I mean, that, I'm that, saying like when Dotson has that fantasy yard game, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, isn't it like you'll be chasing that game for five weeks, and before you know it, you're out of the playoffs? Too talented of a player to drop, unless you're in really shallow leagues, Nando. That's that's where I leave it. But you know he shouldn't be anywhere season? near your starting lineup. You know who's having a, Curtis Samuel's having a better season than Jahan Dotson. He is he's a better. He is. He's a better he's, ad than. He should be in uh, your starting lineup. Although he Tammy, only had four targets, okay? He only had four targets last week. He did turn them into four for 42 and another touchdown. He keeps getting in the end zone. But you got to like this Washington offense. You know, they're, um, they they play from behind a lot. of. Th- they didn't this past week, but they're in shootouts. Uh, they got a quarterback that's a gunslinger. And, uh, you know, Logan Thomas took the week off this past week, but they're an offense that you want to have pieces of. Surprise! He's among the most dropped. Logan Thomas, Tutu Atwell, Cam Akers, Quentin Johnson, Matt Breda, Kenneth Gainwell. Those uh, last five all should have been dropped, yes. Delvin Cook. There you go. All right. 100%. All right. Let's talk about your guy. No, I'm just saying. I, I just – Adam Thielen. You know where he is ranked right now for the season? Probably four. PPR Fourth in PPR. Yeah, Am I right? Though. Really? Yeah, he's fourth. Right. He's behind Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs, and Keenan Allen. Imagine that. Two first-rounders and a second-round pick at the receiver position. You know, three alpha wide receiver ones that are just studs. And then Adam Thielen is fourth. 21 points per game. Okay? Yeah. 49 catches for 509 yards and four touchdowns. He's got three 100-yard games. This is the same Adam Thielen that we all gave up on in the offseason. In Minnesota, looked like complete dust. Starting to get hurt over and over again every year. Thought it was pretty much like a one-year swan song in Carolina to end his career and maybe like teach the young wide receivers one of those veteran signings that you, you look at. And what's happened through the first six weeks, the guy's been absolute PPR gold. He's turned into your wide receiver one on your team. Uh, if you paired him with any of these stud receivers that were gone in the first round, second round like that, that have been home run picks, you have a deadly duo. Um, I don't see any reason why it would stop going forward. But, you know, that 10th round range was home run city for, you know, wide receivers between Thielen, Nico Collins, who's actually a wide receiver one. He's PPR yeah. uh, wide receiver 11 through the first six weeks here. Uh, in NFFC scoring, he's 11. Uh, and, uh, you know, Jacoby Myers is the, is another one. So right in that range of like 100 to 125 overall, once all the receivers that we were all clamoring for went off the board, this was where you really picked up a, a league-winning pick at receiver with these three guys. Let me ask you this. We're in a league together, let's say. Let's imagine. Mm-hmm. A boy could be so lucky. Uh <laughs> But 
Um, I have Adam Thielen, and you don't. And you just said we have no reason to think that he won't keep this up. Um, what do you think? Like, I mean, would you offer me something for Adam Thielen if your wide receiver room doesn't look great? Like, is he is he a tradable asset? Because I'd like to give you some dollar question. Do you trade away a guy like you? Like, I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe I own Adam Thielen and I'm getting this type of production. Should I sell high now and get it? You know, these questions that you love to ask all the time, Nando, and I hate them because they're so bad. They're hard. Uh, They're not bad. They're hard. No, they're no, they're terrible because you. Why is it terrible? It's actual because you would have to. You would have to. I'm sorry. Would you trade for the top four wide receiver? That's well, what I'm saying. Know, first like, of what all, you, like, all right, let me you, ask you this. No, let just me mentally, ask you this. Like, Calvin Ridley, Calvin yeah. Ridley has been un, you know, unproductive. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Would you trade if if I offered you um, my Adam Thielen for your Calvin Ridley? Would you take it right now? Calvin Ridley was a top twenty-four overall pick in a in a what we thought was a big-time offense. Would you accept that and buy what you've seen the first six weeks and take? 10th or 11th round, 33-year-old Adam Thielen, dusty old Adam Thielen, getting it done, giving me the numbers that I wanted Calvin Ridley to give me? Right. Would you take him? What would you do? I might. This is my problem. <laughs> so that's this why. Is... That's what I'm saying. That's, yeah, what, that's I'm what I'm saying. saying. So, this so you don't have an answer. I don't have an answer, but I'm not trashing the question because it's a hard and a, a good it question. Is. Like, I'm yeah. looking ahead to, like, in week 15 and 16, will Adam yeah. Thielen be hurt? Uh, will he have uh, like worn down a little bit? I don't think so. Will yeah. Jacksonville have righted their wrongs and Calvin Ridley is going to go off for these 100? I mean, he's still got rust. Like, but how long does rust last? Into week seven? I don't know, man. Right. Like, w- like he's been off for two years. And he's the perfect guy to ask about too, because you also got to think he's missing time. Maybe he can get hurt, right? Trevor Lawrence yeah. a little banged up. Maybe that's you know, like it's. No, no, but it's, but the, it's the yeah. It's might, the same you know, thing we do with all these players. You know, Kyron Williams has been a 15th round. All my shares of Kyron Williams were 15th, 16th round, right? I have a couple home leagues where I have Kyron Williams. Now, I could have sold – I could have traded Kyron Williams the last couple of weeks and got, you know, a stud wide receiver two, a wide receiver one maybe even, you know. But why trade away your home run pick that's a league-winning pick that you got in the 16th round if he's – consistently week after week giving you 20 plus points well that's the question is that gonna run i know there is no there's no real answer if somebody wows you with players that you like that you think can be consistent for the rest of the season then yeah you make the trade you know if i opened up my inbox and somebody offered me uh hey listen i i want your uh your adam Thielen that's killing it for travis etn you know guy that you took in the third round the guy Give me him. Give me ETN. I think I'm, I think I'm going to get that out of ETN week in and week out. I think he's a top five running back rest of the way. I'll I'll take the shot on trading away Thielen that it's not going to be continuous the rest of the year and that it's just an early season. You know, I don't think Adam Thielen at the end of the year is going to be a 1,700 yard wide receiver with 13 touchdowns and 124 catches. Like I don't think he's Cooper Cup all of a sudden. Well, hey, you, you know, know, it's interesting you bring up Cooper Cup because we saw that question oh before God. about the Cooper offensive Cup. coordinator. No, the, yeah. his his OC, I mean, who's been his OC all season, but now he's going to start calling plays, which I assume will, you know, just mm-hmm. take some stuff off of Reich to see the rest of the game or whatever. But like, he came from he came from the Rams. I mean, he yeah. came from Cooper Cup University. You know what I mean? Like, this is maybe Thielen's his Cooper Cup. 
You know what I mean? Maybe he's like, look, look, the enemy Maybe. turned Logan Thomas into like a miniature Travis Kelsey kind of yeah. coming from Kansas City. Yeah. I mean, these systems work and you bring the systems over with you and you see what happens. So we we really need to do a better job um, in, in next season and seasons following to, you know, take a, a real deep dive and look into coaching changes and what, you know, like a like you just said, you, we with, do that um, at the athletic. No, I know. I, I know we do, but I'm just saying it's something that a lot of people overlook going into draft season. And, um, you know, it, it's something that we should really focus on. Logan Thomas wasn't even drafted in 20 round drafts this offseason. But looking at the enemy coming over, maybe it's something that we should. Hey, you know what? Logan Thomas has my backup tight end. Let's see if, you know, he the enemy's system translates into Logan Thomas production because it has so far. So Not to br- things like that. Not to bring it all right. back, but yeah. like you look at Atlanta and what they did last year versus what they're doing this year, and it's totally different. You know what I mean? Like last year, Cordero Patterson over the last two years has 19 touchdowns. Dude's not even playing. You know what I mean? Like, and I know he was hurt a little uh, bit. I mean, but that's no... yeah, but we just but we just drafted. But then Bichon, that should be Bijan so, Robinson. I mean... That's what I'm saying. Like, so where's that? Yeah. Now they're a split backfield that they didn't have before. You know what I mean? I like, hear it's you. I hear you. they're they're not using how... Kyle Pitts. He had a thousand yards his, his rookie year. He's got nothing. You know what I mean? Like what? Like well, Kyle Pitts is starting to come on a little bit the last two weeks. Thank God. Somehow. Yeah, but not an eleven hundred yard season. Not like no. his rookie season with the same OC and the same head coach. Sure, sure. Cooper Cup, by the way, Nando, unbelievable. Rest of the season, um, you know, the the people that got him in the last couple of weeks after everything went down with his injury in the third yeah. and fourth rounds, yeah. the teams that you know paired him with Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs, C.D. Lamb, guys like that in the first round, and you had drafted Cooper Cup as your wide receiver two, and sometimes wide receiver three on certain teams that I see in my leagues. Uh, these teams are going to be the teams that smash. Cooper Cup just walked right back into being the elite wide receiver one that he's been these last pu- bunch of years. So um, it's crazy that the Cooper Cup, it was so impressive just to see this past week. The rapport that he has with Stafford is like no other quarterback and wide receiver combination. Legaza wrote uh, something about Stafford. This is weeks ago saying Stafford's like his dark horse MVP pick because of Cup coming back. Mm. Which you know, I thought it was dark horse. Yeah, I, I that's not a crazy statement because Stafford's playing really well. Okay, and he should have had a bigger game this past week uh, versus Arizona. But uh, Puka dropped uh, a couple balls uh, in the end zone. Higby dropped a couple. Uh, you know, he there was a lot left on the field. But you know, I said it with Theo last week. I love this Rams offense going forward. I just wish that Kyron didn't go down with this ankle injury because they had everything you want for a perfect fantasy offense. They had the elite one in cup going forward, an elite two in Puka going forward, an RB one in Kyron and a defense that's below average where you're going to see games where they go back and forth and Stafford's end of the day is three fifty and three touchdowns and cups blowing up a given, you know, 30 fantasy points. It's just the perfect scenario offensive wise, offense wise that the Rams were in with Kyron healthy. I, I got something that you just sprung into my head that you just tapped yeah. my tummy with. Um, Van <laughs> Jefferson. We're talking about Jahan Dotson. You're a sick freak, Nando. <laughs> what you talk? What are you talking about? Tap your tummy. Uh, you know, tap your tummy. When you sit yeah. back, you tap your tummy with your hands. Um, Van Jefferson. I, maybe like a bust. Oh, I hate calling call guys a bust. This but is the second one. Is he like, at what point, 
you know, everyone's like, oh, Van Jefferson, Van Jefferson. And, you know, Puka came out of nowhere, and Atwell was always kind of in the mix, but it was always like assuming that Van Jefferson was going to take over that Cooper Cup role and he was going to be the number two, right? John Dotson, to me, feels kind of like he's going down a Van Jefferson route where it's like, at a certain point, we got to say, the talent's not going to mean something. Like, you just got to show me at some point. And you've got to have like that, the 313 yard games or like a 113, like a 72, or even like a 65 and a touchdown and an 81 and a touchdown. You know, mm. with like 10, 9, 9 targets at least. Van Jefferson, we put all this faith in him and he never did it. Like, John Dotson feels like he's going the same kind of way for me. That's why I'm off Jahan Dotson. I'm sorry. That should have been like okay. 20 minutes ago, but I wasn't thinking about Van Jefferson. Yeah, we're back on the Washington offense again. This is the topic of the day for Nando. Loving that Washington offense, huh? Antonio Yay. Gibson's looking all right. Eric Bieniemy, I believe. Oh, you know what I mean? no, he's not. You know what? I, uh, I want to see in a oh, game like last week, week's, in a game like last week's, I would have liked to see more out of Brian Robinson. Uh, only 10 carries for 31 yards in a game that uh, they were winning. Like, uh, you know, it, <laughs> Uh, you got to give me more more than that, Brian Robinson. Um, where do you want to go now? I like I have ideas, but you make fun of them every time. No, I bring up, like, where, the where Packers. Well, the Packers coming off a bye. That's a it's another crappy offense, Nando. That's you know, weird, it's, right? a, it's another crappy offense. They come out of the bye. I don't think you're going to get the return you wanted. Uh, you definitely didn't so far on Christian Watson. Yeah. Aaron Jones keeps getting banged up. Um, we, the last time we saw Romeo Dobbs gave a, a one catch for like two yard game versus the Raiders. Uh, it's just an offense that's, you know, I feel like half the league is terrible fantasy offenses. Now the Packers are one of those teams that you just don't want to watch every week. They're going to be in low scoring games and, um, I'm not high on anybody. Uh, if you have Aaron Jones, I'd be looking to sell now. I don't know what you could get for him. Adam but Thielen? if he gives you one, it, no. If you can, if you, you can get Adam Thielen for him, maybe, but I doubt it. Uh, I'm not an Aaron Jones owner, but uh, I'm not high on Aaron Jones. I have no shares of him, but he keeps getting banged up. And if he has one good game, I'd be looking to move him before he gets uh, hurt again. Where are you on Malik Willis? Let's just talk about. I know you hate two quarterback and no, I'm not talking games. to Malik Willis. That's useless. That the, Malik Willis is a useless. Uh, he's a terrible, terrible quarterback, and he shouldn't be fan. Of, and he shouldn't be rostered. They're going right, into their the bye week, and Tano Tannehill will probably be back anyway uh, after that. So De- DeAndre Hopkins complete. Uh, it's been a terrible season for him so far. Yeah. Yeah. He went to the wrong situation, and he needs Tannehill to even maybe salvage anything he only had one catch for 20 yards even though willis came in and played the fourth uh if willis is the quarterback deandre hopkins is unplayable going forward so that's just that game was so bad uh another london bust game early morning game the ravens uh left so much out on the table lamar jackson should have had a 40 point type of fantasy game but they just kept stalling in the red zone and um you know, it's just that offense is so close. I feel like to taking the next step, right? It's there's just it was so so bad of a, a called game by your boy Monken. Okay, where Lamar oh, was, uh, 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 yeah, it was your boy That's... Todd Monken. Just Lamar Jackson came out of the game. It came, you know, into the game. He was humming the first quarter throwing the ball all over the place. The Titans couldn't contain Zay Flowers, and and Odell even had a nice catch. 
they couldn't do much containing Lamar Jackson passing. So what does he do? He goes and calls like three or four straight run plays to Gus Edwards for like two yards. The backfield's a complete mess. Yeah. Um, what do you think of Keaton? Uh, uh, Keaton Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. Keaton Mitchell. I've heard his name so much the last two weeks. Everybody's talking about Keaton Mitchell, Nando, yeah. right? And we all stashed him, me included. I have a, a ton of Keaton Mitchell shares just because I have a ton of Justice Hill shares. So if you look at my teams across the board, Justice Hill and Keaton Mitchell are either one of them's on my team or both of them, just because I'm trying to hopefully have a backfield, you know, pop and emerge. And the Ravens backfield is what I wanted to invest in. I was right. hoping Justice Hill became the, the clear lead guy. I'm hoping that Keaton Mitchell eventually, hopefully starting this week, gets, you know, a handful of carries and pops. And they're like, all right, let's run with this maybe and see. And he slowly starts to be the lead guy. I don't know. Man. Just Gus it's Edwards. Like we've seen enough. We've every seen enough we of Gus Edwards, man. We've seen enough of them. At least Hill and, and hopefully and Keaton Mitchell, his reputation, he's got juice, you know. He's got the speed. Um, so let's put one of these guys in the backfield 70% of the time and, and enough. Gus Edwards had, uh, I want to say, did Gus Edwards have like 14 carries this past week? Edwards is like 14, 13, 15. He's very consistent, man. And I mean, like. Uh, but for nothing, he had 16 carries for 41 yards this past week. I mean, enough is enough. How much did we have to see? Like, just. Let Lamar cook a little bit here. We have we got some weapons here. Zay Flowers is a stud. Yeah. Mark Andrews it needs to start going back to being Mark Andrews. I hope Monken doesn't ruin this guy because Mark it's like Andrews, you said, man. It's Mon like everyone was like, oh, thank God we got rid of Greg Roman. Now we have Todd Monken. And it's well, it's, like, yeah, I know. But when Monken came Todd in, Monken? we thought, all right, this is a huge upgrade for Lamar. He's going to throw more. More, they're, they're going to go three wide. It's going to be, you know, like no huddle. It's just, they're so, I feel like every week they're close to having that 35 point game, but Monken's play calling just boggles them down. You know, like I said, there's no reason that he should have been calling some run plays when he was, they get inside the 10 and it was like run on first down, run again on second down and then throw it away on third down. And then kick a field goal. Tucker kicked six field goals last week. Just absolutely ridiculous. So hopefully they start turning the backfield over to Hill or maybe even Keaton Mitchell, fade Gus uh, Gus Edwards out of this offense a little bit and put the ball in Lamar Jackson's hands. It's still nice to see Lamar Jackson got like 12 or 13 carries on his own. So he's still getting it done with his legs. And every week he's just right there. He has that like, you know, 25 point per game uh, performance, but comes up short from that explosion game that makes him like a top three quarterback every week. Uh, who was that Bucks coach before, uh, man, like seven years ago, eight years ago? He was a great offensive coordinator who couldn't handle it. But I was thinking Bucks. of him when I think of Todd Monken. Yeah, who was the Bucks coach? The guy, he was like uh, oh, Dirk Cutter. Dirk Cutter, oh, God. He's this team needs Dirk Cutter. <laughs> yeah, or like okay. Todd Haley. Dirk it's Cutter. Like Todd Haley did that ridiculous Dirk Cutter is play. so gone out of the league now. Oh, my God. Where Dirk is, Dirk, is Dirk Cutter like an XFL coach? Oh, I, probably. He was, man, a, he oh, was a good offensive coordinator. Yeah, you, that, you, you love Dirk Cutter. He most recently served as the interim offensive coordinator at Boise State. Interim. Oh, my God. What a fall from grace. Yeah, no kidding, man. That's crazy. He was good. Nando, before we before we get out of here, uh, what I know happened the people, to Dirk Cutter? 
I know the people are, are, are clamoring for my, uh, my bets, uh, my picks of the week here after going, uh, three and O last week, Nando, uh, had the Browns money line I gave out on this show as well as, as well as the Ravens and the Rams. So, uh, before we get out of here, I gotta, I gotta tell you this week, I'm loving the saints, uh, on Thursday tomorrow night. night. All right. Tomorrow night. Uh, it's a perfect situation in my opinion. Jags come off a bunch of wins in a row. They're banged up. Trevor Lawrence, a little bit of a knee sprain. This team doesn't impress me offensively. You're going on the road in a short week versus a good defensive team in the Saints who are coming off a couple losses. I think they bounce back nicely. They pull out a win on Thursday night. That's like my it. top play. Wait, are the Jags just coming off two London games in a row too? No, not two. No, two London games. All right, right. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. No, you're right. They they yeah. had two They had two London games. They were in uh, London for two straight weeks, right? Yeah, and then they had and a then, game, and then they had And then they, then they went back all. home. Yeah, then yeah. they went back home, played the Colts, and now they got to go on the road. So at some point, they're going to run out of steam. This is the perfect week after three long weeks uh, to run out of steam and give back a win, uh, you know, to a non-division, uh, you know, an NFC team. This isn't a sure. team that they get up for. So it's a perfect scenario there. Uh, I I'm shocked at the line. I know that everybody's in love with the Miami Dolphins, Nando, right? And I've seen actually some people say, "How is Miami the underdog to Philly, who just lost to the Jets?" Well, Philly's a great team. They go back home. Uh, this Miami defense can be can be had. Uh, I love Philly laying a small number, one and a half or two, depending on where you get it. Uh, the Eagles at home on Sunday night in there, they're going to be wearing those. Awesome green uniforms that uh, I don't know if you saw. Oh, that uh, that's guaranteed win then. Oh, the, those crazy old school uh, bright yeah, green I know, the Randall uniforms. Cunningham ones. Yeah, the Randall yeah, Cunningham. Right yeah, I, I'm shocked. I, this has been so many weeks in a row of AJ Brown huge performances, and I know I keep saying Devonta Smith is due, um, and I'm going to keep going right back to that. Devonta Smith had 11 targets, even though he had four catches for 42 yards. This is another perfect game where hopefully we see a lot of points in this game. Devonta Smith has got to have one of those seven for 110 and a touchdown or two type games coming. Hopefully it's it's this week. I love Philly at home laying the small number. And then just like the Browns last week, I got to give you a uh, an underdog money line type uh, pick. And I know I picked on the Chiefs earlier in the show. Chargers always play them well, Nando, and they're they're only Justin giving Herbert's your number one quarterback. Yeah, buddy, I like the Chargers with the points and money line to go into Kansas City and upset the Chiefs. So there you have it. Those are my uh, that's my three pack, Nando. The Vicaro three gamblers pack for the gamblers out there. The v, why don't we call it the V V's three? Yeah, well, you could work on that, buddy. You can work well, because V that. rhymes with three. Oh, Chris Three Caro. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, that's we got to do some work. Now. Yeah, we got to do some work on that one. But all right, here are my seventeen picks for this week. I'm going to yes. start with that. Rattle them off. Here's the thing. I just want to throw this one out there because I think I've been I've been giving you live updates with my betting. And instead of like, you know, my $3 parlays, what I like doing is bringing lines. <laughs> I love those. I love those in fun. the middle of Sunday. No, I love when I get that text message <laughs> in the middle of football on Sunday. And you look at this one. Should I cash out my $3 parlay? Yeah, for 21 uh, bucks. Yes. For 21. Should I cash out for 11 bucks? I love getting those. 
nothing and you give nothing no aggravates advice. me nothing aggravates me more oh i don't respond to them but i read yeah. them i guess that's touching what aggravates you less uh, nothing yeah that's what i thought nothing five hundred dollars in free parking <laughs> When somebody takes a train from you. Listen, let's just hope that week seven isn't. Let's just hope we don't see as much bad football in this upcoming week that we did in week six. Because week six was one of the worst days of watching football that I could remember in a long time. And the the schedule doesn't look good for this upcoming week. There's a couple good games in the late window. Um, And like I said, everybody's, you know, going to be pointed to that Sunday nighter with uh, Philly and Miami. That's the main event. And uh, but wait, by the way, before we go real quick, Nanda. Yeah, keep going because I can't find the video I... to get us out of here yet. Okay, uh, good. I will. This is crazy to me. I just saw last night it dawned on me. I, I heard it mentioned on a show that in two weeks from now, the uh, not the London games, but now we have two Germany games that are yeah. coming back on November 5th and 12th, but they'll still be starting in the early window. And you know who's in the big on that? On the East Coast. Marcus Kuhn. Uh, your boy. Cool. Yes. Uh, so remember him. You love do you him. know who's playing in two weeks on in Germany, 930 in the morning? Probably Atlanta. They got some big German tie. Uh, no, bad guess. Probably the the Miami Chargers. Dolphins. All right. All right. Stop guessing. Let me actually tell you. You asked me to Miami guess. Miami Dolphins. I know, but you can't just name every football team. Miami <laughs> well, the, Dolphins well, the and the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, that'd be hey, that'd be a, one of them. Jesus Christ. Are you a bad? You're a bad listener. I'm a good listener. The Chiefs and the Dolphins, the AFC game, game of the year. Yes. What, how are we giving this game to Germany? Nine thirty in the morning. You know the game's going to be messed up. If the you know these games that are overseas are always like a clunker. Okay, we never get like what we expect. These game, you know, they probably go over there. They they do what these teams do. They better get there early uh, in the week because you know just like the Titans. And the Bills, the last couple of weeks, they come out, you know, looking like crap because yeah. they got there on Thursday. The yeah. Dolphins and the Chiefs, here's a heads up to you. Get there on like Monday or Tuesday and get, you know, adjusted to the time change and everything. But to have a Miami-Kansas City game, man, I wish the NFL could pull an audible, flex that game out and, and make it like a, the Sunday night game that week because that would be an unbelievable game for us to watch. But instead we got to get up at – Sunday morning and probably watch a 17-13 crap fest between two really good teams. Then it shouldn't be a crap fest. A carpenter never blames his tools, Chris. Or her tools. A good carpenter. Beautiful, beautiful. Let's get out of here. I found the bumper. Mm -hmm. No, I lost it. Well, here we go. Oh, wait. Somebody is... Lance in our our chat. By the way, everybody, uh, you know, in our chat today, thanks for tuning in and... It said, uh, Lance, it'd be great to hear Nando say ah! more than five words. Ah, yes. <laughs> that's such a that, that's such a burner account for you. you yeah, I, yeah, that's what I've been doing is yeah. putting up you're, comments you're as Lance England on our YouTube page. Yes. That's that's the best you could come up with, Lance England. Yeah, what a fake picture. Nice, I like that, yeah. <laughs> He's a good looking man. You still right, gotta get out of here. You spoke plenty this show. Uh, if Lance doesn't think so, then I don't think so either. So mm. he's right. It would be nice to be well, able to talk more than five minutes on this show. Well, take us out. End screen. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Chris Vaccaro, we're going to have a lunch next week. You said you promised we could talk about it, and then you didn't. 
So, bye. Uh, the choice is yours.